0: Materia Media presents Adeline's Apothecary, Tales from the Ridge, Chapter 14, The Portal. We finally made it back the house and sent Officer Dave on his way. And soon as the good officer left, them contracts and finally, finally sloped. And then life settled there for a few days. We was happy to have another moment for this little baby, A-Rife. You know it, a ticking time bomb, a rival of a new child. Touched down to Earth. Thing just go wild. We learned that good enough with the first one. But I tell you what. There just were not enough hours in a day. Every one of us, me, Frank, Lucy, we all had so much to get done. And days I pushed it heart to heart, pulling tough wheat, running the wheelbarrow. You know, them contracts would come on just like that. That never happened with Lucy, It a new thing for me. So finally we called up Ruthie, my midwife, and she say, Oh, well, that fine. It happened. Ruthie, one of them kind of people, she stand in the eye of a hurricane, and she'd say, "Hmm, I guess it' rainin'. We best get a umbrella." But then Ruthie say to me, "She say, listen, Adeline, and oh no, here it come. You're gonna have to stay in bed for a couple of day here if you don't want that baby to come out. You don't want to have this baby yet." Does you? No, ma'am, I says. I'd like to grow them up a bit more. Well, I need you to take it easy. No more garden work. No more trip to town. But, Ruthie, I got folk needing medicine. I got to... Well, not no more, Adeline. You're having a baby now. You won't go to the hospital? No, ma'am, I says. Okay, you best take it easy then, and I'll see you in a few weeks. Click. She hang up. She done. Oh, I love Ruthie. But easier said than done, Ruthie. Easier said than done. And here be the problem. Lot of the country, from what Frank say, was getting better. That virus, they got a hold the thing in some place. Learned to shut it down and protect they cells. Mm Mm-hmm but not my people. No sir, not my people. My people was just going wild, spreading that little virus to each other, spreading it all around. Wouldn't wear these masks, and they was gathering up too many folk in one place, all this, all this, but, They was my peoples, and it like my mamma always say, the same with me, the good spirit giveth, the good spirit taketh away. Who is we to decide who get the medicine of this here good earth and who do not? So it was no time for Addie to go on bed rest, but sure as a world, anytime I try to get out of bed or off the couch, into the kitchen, out the garden, my workshop, try to talk to folk on the phone even, that stress would rise up in me and them contraction would come on just like that. So it was all coming down on Frank. Frank, no job, no income, working on his projects and all kind of other things. But now he had to do all the cooking, all the cleaning, and he'd make up these wild gourmet meals. Much more gourmet than nothing I ever made. And of course, he'd totally wear his cells out. And then, for kid, he got to wash the dish too. So a couple of few days go by, and Frank, he underwater, all this going on, but trying to let me rest. He learnt good enough when Lucy come along, how important it is take care of lady. But then one day, he come in and need my help. He just got no choice. Little Lammy got out. Little Lammy, she somehow got herself all tangled up, mess of old barbed wire. Oh, she was a mess. Frank brought me outside cider her, rinse your gut, it 95 degree out, so hot, sticky blood all over the port little thing so we got her up the barn and made her up little bed i made a fresh yarrow wash for all the blood stopped that bleatin' with more fresh yarrow. but i had to get that plant down in each wound and there we was deep in it with this little un when we ear a chuckle up the door it right after that little un give me a big kick kick my shin hurt me black and blue real good and we hear a old chuckle Look over and who there, but Daddy his own self, in his riding gear. I don't know how we missed him coming up the drive. You need some restraints on the animal, Daddy say. Well, we don't got none, Frank looked over in no mood. Well, make the job a lot easier, he hobbled over on his cane. You gotta wear a mask, Rick. I thought you all had it already. Well, we don't know. We don't know if Adeline had it or not. Well, shoot. Frank nodded to me to get out, so I slowly gets my big belly up. Hi, Daddy, I says. I reach in my pocket, put my own mask on. I'm going to get a sip of water. I start heading out the west door. I want to talk y'all here, Daddy say. Well, let's get out of here, Frank say. No talking indoor. Daddy made a little face behind Frank's back. I tried to smile, but I just couldn't muster no energy for Daddy's sheenangins. We get outside hot as blazes, standin' the shape of our old Kate tree. She just comin' into bloom, always a late bloomer she be. Frank look at me, seein' how I feel, but then Daddy start in. Things not good down the home. I don't think I should be there. And I was thinking... At line on bed rest, so much to do. I come here, help out for the baby come. Uh, maybe even stay on, you know. Y'all gonna need some help that baby come. Where are you gonna stay? Frank asked. Well, I stayed in the basement like I used to. It full of stuff. We'll clean it out, daddy boom. We're in a crisis here, Frank. And Frank face go tight. This is just one more thing he don't need in his life right now. I live in that house a lot longer than you, you know. Back when I lived here, that house was spick and span. Not a drop of dirt. Not one little mess. Anywhere. Whole property. immaculate, Absolutely immaculate. Daddy say. Me and Frank both keep silent course the place being immaculate had nothing to do with my daddy that all my mamma doing well that moment lucy run up boo daddy boo daddy she screamed and she run jump up on him lucy you can't be ugging on em right now frank say But then they get to playing a game, a game they love to play. Chase the butterfly, chasing that imaginary butterfly. Me and Frank stand there silent, but communicating enough between ourselves. Lucy run off, want to show Pooh Daddy something she made, and Daddy come back over. Let's do this. Let's try it one week. See how it go. I just... I think you'd be better off your own apartment, Frank say. You got care there if you need it. You got meals delivered. Daddy shake his head. We don't know where those people go at night. What people, I says. The aides and the staff, all those people, they got up in there. It a death den. I smell it, he say. It a death den. Don't say that, Daddy. Let's be realistic, all right? You want food, Daddy wrote away? put up in a freezer before they lower me in the ground, you send me back. Otherwise, let's get to work on that basement and a new plan." So, Me and Frank, we thought it over, and really we was getting killed by the stress of everything. Frank just could not get everything done. Cooking and cleaning and chasing Lucy need was enough to bring him to his knee. And really, we didn't like Daddy being up the home. It really didn't feel safe, was a worry on my mind every day. so. We said we don't got much choice and we gonna make up a place for daddy out my workshop, Papa Oak Farm Office, put a filter in there and try to fix it up a little. And that a bit of a shame for me, of course, because that my one place in this world where I can go to be alone, to be sheltered, especially these days when I can't hike the ridge on my own. So I've given up my quiet place, but this emergency. So I do it. Of course I do it. Well, we set daddy up. And be honest, first couple of days go real good. Daddy know quite a lot about raising animal, about the equipment on the farm, and he a big help to Frank. And actually, he a big help with Lucy, too. Oh, she'd love her grandfather. She don't know nothing of the past. She don't got no axe with old Pooh Daddy. And they favorite thing to do was go fishing. Oh, they love to go fishing. Me and Frank too busy for no fishing. So old Pooh Daddy take her fishing, got her new rod, was trying to teach her to fly fish, teach a little five-year-old to fly, whole deal. All this going on, and one day it hot, so hot. I was sitting up the living room in front of that tin box. My mind just blank. So hot, so humid, just couldn't think a thing. But I was sitting there processing big basket of elder. I made Frank go out, make the blessing like I does, and then pick each head of blossom off that elder one by one. He even held a little basket on his arm, my sweet Frank. Well, I made him get me some leaf too and I was making a real potent potion for that nasty little virus. Nice to have thing in bloom again. Well, Frank come in and he say, Baby, why don't you get washed up? I got something I want to show you. What you mean, get washed up? I says. Just put your church clothes on, he say. Church clothes? It hot as toots. Well, whatever. We're going out. Go get ready. Going out? We ain't been out in years. But he gone already out the door. So I'm confused, but I do it. Finish up my elder, then go upstairs. Put on the only dress that'll fit over my big belly. You can comb my hair. I look in the mirror. Got them big, rosy, pregnant lady cheeks. Oh, I do look like a happy girl. I go out, give Lucy and Daddy a basket of snacks. They heading back the creek, going swimming fish. And Frankie say, let's drive your truck. My truck, it too ought. Come on, we roll the windies down. Well, we take off, and Frank pop in an old K-set he got up his pocket, and oh, if he don't play our first song, song they was playing that old dance hall he took me to, back when we was first courting, can you imagine, my young two left-footed cells trying to dance, but Frank take me in his arms, showed me the way, Frank a real good scooter, scooter on the dance floor, well, Frank pop in that old Georgie Jones, and he starts singing our song as we head. Out, But then we not out on the road for five second. when Frank pull in up into our wood, north wood of our land. Where you going, I says, and I see the old timber wrote there, it been cleared, all kind of thing cleared. Anyway, what you do the road? Cleared it, he say, but they was plants growing here, my medicines. Baby, they was a jungle of poison ivy growing there. Anyway, I just smoked them down. They'll come back if they true survivor. Well, I said, let it go. I got plenty of other place to harvest what grow here. And we drive in some, I don't know, two, three hundred yard. And then Frank Park take up his backpack, couple of other thing. And he try not to smile, but oh, he got such a joy hidin' down in there. What you up to, I says. First we walk in a ways. And we can't make it up our favorite swimming hole up where the St. Johnny grows. So we stop at another and it need rain, it need rain in a real bad way. It not the clearest deep water to swim in. But we dip in there, cool ourselves, kind of shy. It just not something we get to do much. Run off the wood, strip down, jump in the cool waters. Then we get out, dress, and Frank take my hand, start leading me through the tree. Well, just about the point, I think I gonna die a heap. Frank pull back some bramble, a real wild, thick wall of bramble. And I look at him, step through. Oh my word, the world that lie behind that wall. There's some of my potted plants, things I didn't even realize was missing. Old lemmy balm and kitchen herb, and a big fire pit. Frank's big cooler, an old rocking chair. Then the frame of a small structure, maybe little cabin or something. And a bed, a whole big bed sitting there under a tarp. I wanted to finish it, but he looked at me, a real sheepish grin on his face. Oh, he happy with himself, and my goodness, is I happy as well? Me and Frank been talking about doing this for a long, long time, making ourselves a little getaway place, more than just the little cave we go to when things get crazy. Well. Frank get out a basket and he brought us some colt melon and some smoked up trout, little bowl full of cherry, some of the best foods of early summer. He gave me a big jar of ice with my pregnant lady tea in it, and we hid out there in the wood, our new little home. You know, those final weeks of bringing a child a new life into this world, they a special time, there are a lot of magic at work there portal beginning to open to the other side and my Frank sometimes it feel he's so far gone but in that moment somehow even my Frankie knew it was time to open that portal like the blossoms of summer all around. There we was, once again, coming together, as we came together when we first made this little child, this next generation, big baby boy. I just knew he was such a big baby boy. We add his name, all pick out. And we held each other so close, close as you can with a little child tween you, a little child getting ready to spring forth from the womb. And Frank run his finger down my cheek. My wife, he say, his eyes shining in that light of the trees. And all else fell away. All the worry, all the stress, all the things unprepared, all the things of this world, this material world, they all fell away. And I knew I was ready, we was ready for that little child, that human to come join us in this ear world. So we line there, and I just don't want the moment to end. It's so perfect, so special. But then this little alarm go off. I get this little alarm feelin' inside my chest. We gotta go, I says. Is it the baby? I shake my head, no. Lucy! And he look at me, don't say a word. He grab up the basket, and we head home fast we can. We get back to the house, and everything quiet, kind of eerie, you know when the house totally quiet, totally silent, and Frank, he goes straight down the creek, he runs straight down, tell me stay put, but I can't, I just can't, so I follow behind, real slow, and as I'm headed down, I hear some yelling, real crazy yelling, Frank yelling, and Daddy yelling, but not Lucy, I don't hear Lucy, so then I start running down, and Lord, creator of my soul, of this good earth, and everything in it, my child, my baby girl, I'll run down and there they is, quiet now, Lucy up in Frank arms, she all wrapped up in extra clothes, she got blood running down her face, look like a horror movie, one of them terrible horror movies, and daddy don't got his shirt on her, Frank, he bare chest too, I go to Frank and he look at me, his eyes burning, she fell in, it her head, I nod, touched Lucy head, you okay?, I says. She stick out her hand. I sit on the ground and Frank put her in my arm. I rock her back and forth. She in shock, not saying a word. Rick, Frank say. But Daddy don't even turn. He don't even look at me. He just put his hand up, hobble up the hill. I look over and see his cup, his cooler. Sure, sure, it easy enough to see what happened here. Well, we got back the house and I took up some of that year I had sittin' up a vase in the windy from the little lamb and I caught the bleatin'. Chow kept bleating sight of that blood running down her little face. I'll never forget the sight of it. Take that image to the grave. Later that day, Lucy was running round, seemed to bounce back pretty much. But then we was eating dinner, real somber mood in the air, like shadow of death, the whisper of death in the air. And Lucy say, real quiet, it wouldn't Pooh daddy fault. What darling, I says, it wouldn't Pooh daddy fault, she say. And she start crying, it my fault. It' my fault. He told me quit swinging on the vine, but I kept doing it anyway.' "'And then you fell in?' She nodded. "'Is Pooh Daddy coming back?' "'No,' Frank said. "'He going back his own place.' And Lucy put her head down, just completely broken up for this news. "'Is he gonna die?' "'What? course not. "'I heard him. He say he gonna die in that place. "'They gonna put him in a freezer.' Oh, no, Lucy, you know Pooh Daddy. He liked to make up a story. He was just zedrating. Oh, he shouldn't talk like that. You know, he liked to tell a big story. They can't put him in a freezer, Mama, Lucy say. And she bawled so hard, so deep, that the tears and the anguish, it come up in my own chest. Right before Day left that afternoon, I went out and talked to him. He packing up his thing out my workshop. Frank told me not to go on account of my fragile state but I just had to say one thing had to see him one last time I walk up the door but he didn't hear me and there he be sitting the desk papa old farm desk still got his tin box there for important paper and thing and daddy kinda rocking back and forth and back and forth daddy I says and he nod his head a little but don't turn you don't got to go you just, you can't be carrying on like that. You know the rules around here. He's still rocking and rocking. And now I see he got a little fly in his hands, his shaking hands. A little hot pink fly for fishing. He halted out to me. For Lucy, he say. And then he began to break, shaking his head, unable to say what he need to say. Daddy, if you could just, I can't. You know I can't, he say, and he stand, take up his bag, walk out the door. I walk out after him, watching him go, wondering, is this the last time, the last time I ever gonna see my father? For this chapter's herbal recipe featuring yarrow, please visit adelinesapothecary.com. This podcast is mixed by Scott Hirsch and music composed by Daniel Wright at Echo Magic Sound, produced by Matthew Burr, illustrations are by Michelle Ennemark, and I'm Holden Abigail Osborne, writer and narrator.